Georgia's here. She's having some technical difficulty. You know, it's a wouldn't be a late to the party show until we get this together. So let me see if I Georgia's here, but I don't know if she um she's having some technical difficulties. So we'll see if uh we can get her on. Let's see. And um, but yeah, today's movie is Taxi Driver. And um Let's see if she wants me to put her on. But yeah, 1976 Taxi Driver. Starring Robert De Niro and Jodie Foster. And let's see what we got going on here. We're going to have some fun in the moment if we could get Georgia on. And see, because she's uh, having some technical difficulties. Um, oh. Hey, hey, Georgia, uh, you're on cam. Do you want to uh, put yourself off cam? You look lovely, by the way. We chilling, y'all. You know, we chill <laughs> here. So I don't know if you want to cam up or not, but... Um, no, I really don't. Okay, yeah. Well, you look. Hey, you look fine, girlfriend. But yeah, go ahead on. I have to put you on stage first, so you can uh, control your camera. So, are you okay? Um, I just am looking for my avatar. Once I get it. Okay. No problem. But so, um, there you go. All right, we got it. So yes, guys, welcome to another. You know, it is a typical. How Betty Davis saved my life. Life lessons from classic Hollywood. Because there's some tomfoolery always going on. And yes, we are live. We had, last time we tried to stream, we couldn't stream live. And so now we have to test and all this. So thank you for hanging in there with us. And we are ready to go with Taxi Driver. 1976's Taxi Driver. Because I found out that there is a, a 50's Taxi Driver. It's um, a, a foreign film. I think, I'm not sure what, which country it's from, but yeah. So I didn't know there were two taxi drivers. But anyway, I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. And Georgia, I cannot remember. Had you seen this movie before? No, I hadn't. Oh, wow. So you're a taxi driver virgin. Oh, my gosh. What a way. <laughs> yes. I am so sorry. I couldn't remember. I, I kind of suspected you were, but I couldn't remember. I am sorry for the punch in the face that is... 1976's Scorsese's Taxi Driver. Well, girl, let's get right into it because I didn't. Please tell me you. Oh, I, I'm not even gonna talk. Not that much, you know. I gotta talk. Please tell me what you thought about. Well, let's set it up. What is Taxi Driver about? Okay, it's about this ex-marine who uh, takes a job as a taxi driver because he has severe insomnia and he can't sleep. So he drives through New York City and he becomes very disturbed by the way that the city has deteriorated. I mean, it's filmed during the garbage strike that was going on in 1974. And so the garbage that you see was real. It was actually <laughs> piled up like that. 
And so he sees all this crime and he sees uh, prostitution. He sees just all kinds of just really seedy life all around him. And it starts to really get to him. And he even tries to reach out to this woman. And because his social skills are so poor, well, you'll see what happens. But then he also sees this uh, 12-year-old prostitute who's played by an actual 12-year-old Jodie Foster. Mm. And he becomes interested in trying to help her. So this movie is very groundbreaking for a whole lot of reasons. And, um, you know, I had heard this movie mentioned so many times. I thought, you know, I really do need to see it because it's always mentioned in all these like top groundbreaking movies. And um, at the time that Martin Scorsese directed it, he was only 33. And he went on to influence. If you see movies that are done by Spike Lee and Quentin Tarantino, you can see his influence in their movies. Um, this also cemented Robert De Niro's reputation as one of Hollywood's greatest actors. And um, so when you look at the movie like I did, um, I realized when I watched it, because I've been to New York City since this movie was filmed, and, you know, the checker cabs, the way Times Square looks, um, the neighborhoods as they were during the garbage strike, they no longer exist. So you're kind of looking at New York City at that particular point in time. And of course, this movie is very renowned because it inspired John Hinckley Jr. to attempt to assassinate then-President Ronald Reagan because he wanted to impress Jodie Foster. And of course, he was what? found uh, guilty by reason of insanity. This movie, wow. wow. So yeah, it's very, it's historically and like for the history of just filmmaking itself, it had a big impact on movies that were to follow because... I think it, what it did was it started this whole new wave of like vigilante films and anti-hero films, you know, because like remember Billy Jack and all these other movies came out after this one. And uh, anyway, there's there's some interesting trivia, you know, to prepare for the role, Robert De Niro actually drove a cab for 12 hours a day, got his cabbie's license, and did it for about a whole month in preparing for the role of this movie. And with uh, Jodie Foster, because people were really, there, there, were, there was a lot of controversy. They were really surprised about an actual 12-year-old playing the role of a 12-year-old prostitute. Right. And so the labor board uh, were required for her to be monitored on the film set. And she also had sessions with a psychiatrist to prevent her from being emotionally harmed by her role. So they would test her. And so that's how she is so a really amazingly convincing in this role. I, I was shocked and surprised on a lot of levels. This whole movie does just give you a big old gut punch. It was supposed to have been rated X at one time mm. because of the graphic violence, but the movie board uh, decided that because he desaturated uh, the violence in the movie. He did? And yes. Believe that, it or this not. This was desaturated. Well, what they did was the col the blood, <laughs> actually, what they did was they changed it to a little bit different color uh -huh. and they made it less so. So it's not as, this is shocking. It's not as gory and is like, it, it, this movie Ooh. is very, very gory. It's very yeah. bloody and gory and violent. So if, you know, I mean, I, there, there needs to be 
uh, like if you don't, if you go in this movie and don't know what it's about, you have to be prepared because it does end up being like really very, very violent. And the way it's shot, I mean, he does very close ups, slow, slow, slow painting of the camera. And then from overhead and the way he shoots it, you know, really, really capitalize. Well, in a way, I think he both mocks violence, but I think he also tries to exploit it at the same time. In my point of view, I think that's what uh, Martin Scorsese is doing. But um, so that, that's just my initial reaction to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, did you like it? <laughs> I'm going to have to give it a thumbs down. Okay. Okay. Because I think, Moya, you and I can honestly look at these movies that are very famous and say, hey, I'm not afraid to say this was a letdown. I didn't like it very much, but I really felt like I needed to see it. And, mm-hmm. you know, in, in many ways, I'm glad that I did because I think I understand movie making that occurred after that a whole lot better after having seen this movie. And the biggest thing uh, to me, the best thing about this whole movie was I think Robert De Niro's acting was absolutely phenomenal. He puts on a bravura performance Mm -hmm. and he is so convincing. And so in this role, he's just amazing in it. So I think that was the best part of the movie was to see his acting. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So now George, you got to tell me, what didn't you like about it? Because, you know, oh like I said, this God. is like one of probably in people's easy top 10, top 20 movies. So you got to tell me what, what happened. Why didn't it do okay. it for you? <laughs> All right. Well, okay. For one thing, to me, I thought that there were some problems with the writing because okay. there were some unanswered plot holes in it. Um, I think the main thing he's trying to do is just to shock people. But I, I think he overly dramatized the violence. But then the, there was questions that I had, like, why does he target, and this is a spoiler, okay, why does he go after the presidential candidate? Because the presidential candidate had been nice to him. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, I was thinking, like, in this day and age, like, wouldn't we have, like, after what Robert De Niro does at the end, like, most people would have been arrested for murder, or at least, like, there would have been a grand jury investigation or something in it. Mm-hmm. I thought, what? But it just, to me, the way the press, uh, the media looks at what he did, and they decide just by themselves to brand him as some kind of a... Well, we don't want to give it away. We don't want to give it away. We don't want to give it away. No, right, right, right. Okay, but, <laughs> so, but it, it did not anyway, go... Um, how it all we can say it did not end up traditionally right how movies us uh, movies today and in the past ended up let's just put it like that i, I don't want to give it away and, and and like i have a shock like like because people like you you know y'all haven't seen it because you know you think everybody's seen it but yeah so we realize some people have not seen it but go ahead i'm sorry well those are some of the reasons why i found fault with the movie and um there, okay, back then they were, when they did this movie, um, they used some very racially insensitive terms. And um, I thought that uh, when I was reading about the scripting and the casting of the movie, they originally wanted the pimp to be a black person. And I thought, well, I'm glad because that's just too much of a stereotype. And I'm glad that they, <laughs> but I think one of the things that disturbed me the most was, 
and I'm not going to describe it very much, but just watch for a scene between the pimp and Jodie Foster's character named Iris. There's a scene there, and to me that was disturbing, but it really tells you how a, a pimp or an older person is able to have manipulate and control somebody who's younger. Mm-hmm. And that to me was kind of hard to watch. Okay. Um, and um, I just, I had to laugh at one point because of the place where um, the leading character, his name's Travis Bickle, what a name, um, where he takes Sybil Shepherd's character on their second date. I oh was my like, gosh. I yeah, we're going to get into that. We got, we're going to definitely get into that. That was so funny. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I laughed at it. I saw this movie either in my late teens or early 20s, and I laughed so hard at that. I, I, I was com- almost convulsed, and that was hilarious. I know. It's, it's, what? I know. That just really illustrates, like, how socially inept he is. Mm-hmm. And he's not very articulate either. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's parts of the movie where I kind of thought this wasn't maybe intended to be funny, but I thought it was funny, and I was laughing at it. Right. It was so freaking it was just, it was just, okay, so I, I want you to finish telling me, you know, what else about the movie before we get into our analysis, analyses, if you will, uh, about it that you found off-putting. Okay, well, another thing that I was thinking about is if people from other countries see this movie and they think that this is just regular life in New York City, I thought, Gosh, you know, I hate for people to think of us like this is what our country is all about. I mean, this is like typical. Mm -hmm. And I thought it gave, it just really gave New York City a a black eye. And I thought um, it also made all, you know, it made you just kind of like wonder, are all veterans like, are they ticking time bombs the way they portray them? (laughs) Because I just, the way you. Wait a minute, aren't you a veteran? Uh oh. Yes. Yes, I'm a veteran. So like I'm going, what? Veterans like this, like we're all man. Poor Georgia got triggered. Oh no. Like yeah, we're all about to be triggered, and we're all you know because (laughs) some of the people I know who hate war the most are veterans too. So I thought, is this kind of um, mischaracterizing veterans to make them think that like they're just loose cannons and they're just about ready to go off at any time? And it just takes something to just push him over the edge. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought to me, yes, maybe he had a little bit of unresolved PTSD, but that's another thing in the plot where you don't really know that much about his background. Yeah. And you don't know what what it was that happened to him before all this that made him like this. You, do, you really don't know. So, I mean, even though his character is the most drawn out of all, I felt like I would have liked to have known a little bit more about him before he came to New York City. Girl, you want to know more about that? That mine? Hell no. That was enough what they gave me. I don't want no more of that. <laughs> no, ma'am, Pam. I'm good. Well, I can see No, that. ma'am. That's, an, I'm, that's enough of that. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I'm good. That, that was way... T- you talk about TMI now. That, I'm, that was way... Oh, my gosh. That movie would have been four hours long in the mind. Of Travis Bickle. And by the way, guys, you know, we're trying to talk around it because, you know, we don't want to spoil it. But please go on YouTube. There's a, I'll say I was going to remember. I never remember. I'll go find it. But there's so many great YouTube channels that 
did in-depth uh, analyses of this movie and reviews. So go and, and and one in particular, I think is it Swerve, S-W-E-R-V-E channel. I think that's it. I'm sorry if I'm saying it correctly. Um, he he did um, something about the contradictions of Travis Bickle's uh, character. So go and check them out. But there's, there's a ton of them. But go ahead, George. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, overall, I can see how people would have had such a strong reaction to this movie when it was first released. I mean, because you don't forget about it. I mean, it it is it smacks you in the face. It's just very shocking. And I think there was such a combination that came together because you've got great acting with Robert De Niro. You've got Martin Scorsese who also has a cameo appearance and he plays a very, very distasteful character. And then writer Paul Schrader. <laughs> I love that character. That shit was hilarious. Well, go ahead. Yeah, yeah Paul uh, Schrader. Was. And Paul, Paul Schrader, Schrader, we did a movie, um, we did American Gigolo that he also wrote. So yeah, he likes to write about these yeah, people who work right. at night. Yeah. Yes. So you have the three of them, they collided together and then this was... <laughs> <laughs> the love trial that they had. Yes. Taxi driver a, with the three of them together. And then violent love child. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And of course we have Sybil Shepherd here, um, in her heyday, which she had done a last picture show. You know, all this is kind of around the same time. And Albert Brooks, I believe, a, a comedic actor, very good comedic actor, great movies he was in. So I had a lot. Peter Boyle, who played Wizard. Um, a lot of people who were famous before they got famous. I mean, a lot of uh, people in here. Some, I'm probably leaving some more people out, but yeah. Well, if uh, Norman, if if you're listening, Norman, I have to say, <laughs> I, I don't think that that white knit dress that she was wearing, it didn't do a thing for her. And this is a woman who's <laughs> like a model and everything. I went, oh, man, who did her wardrobe? <laughs> well, you don't think it was typical 70s? Because I kind of liked I love the 70s aesthetic, you know. Um, so I, I kind of liked her wardrobe. I mean, it wasn't fantastic, but I mean, well, well I, but this was the look in the 70s. You, you just didn't like that dress or, or you didn't like the 70s look or you didn't like it on her? I just didn't like it on her. I just okay. didn't like the way the dress, it, it didn't do anything for her. And I um, thought, no, nah, she even Sybil Shepherd couldn't make that look good. Let's see if I can find <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. Um, cause she had look like the um the Diane von Furstenberg. She had, she had like a wrap dress on. We just saw her with the scarf ensemble, the uh, like the the suit, um, and a a line flare skirt. I could I'll check and see if we can find. Uh, Jodie Foster, the poor little twelve year old prostitute. Uh, she had on um I guess typical streetwear, if you will. Um. Let's see. Okay, I Hot found hand. this red and white number that uh, Sybil Shepherd had on when she um, Travis Bickle, De Niro's character, first approaches her. Um, so I am so sorry you didn't like this movie. I am so I did, sorry. But that's okay. I, I don't feel like we have to like every movie that we review because wouldn't it be boring if we liked every single thing we did? I guess so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I just wanted to be, I, I thought, yeah, let's just get into something that's like a little gritty. We're going to go dark today. But as a matter of fact, I like this 
top that she has on right here. Yeah, I think I think this may have been a dress, but you know, I'm thinking it a dress, but you're right, it could be a top. I because I thought it was like a, a Diane von Furstenberg the rap dress because that got popular back then. So you like this one? I do like it. Okay. Yeah, Let's I think it's one. really cute, and uh, you know, it's uh, I like it. I, it's I like the vibe. Okay. Yeah, it's it's so seventies. I mean, um, and I, I'll see if I can find something else. I like the pantsuit she had on at the end, um, the end yeah. of the movie. What did you think about the ending? Without giving it away, what did you think about the ending? Ah, uh, I, at one point I was thinking, was the whole movie just a build up to just so that they could showcase this very shocking ending? Mm-hmm. But then also the the um immediate aftermath of of that i was thinking this feels so strange because you are elevating somebody to a status that and it just was shocking to me it's just i guess it's people can look at one event and have two completely different conclusions about it because I I felt that some people would look at him as a terrible person. Other people look at him as a great person and you can have one event and you could look at it two different ways. The way the media spins it has, has a lot of effect or a lot of influence on it. I thought, you know, in today's world, that's kind of how I look at it too. The media can really spin things to give you a whole different view the way they want to see it. So that's my conclusion. Now, and uh, Harvey Keitel, that's the other person I forgot, and we all know him. He did a lot of great movies, of course, became famous, more famous um, with Pulp Fiction. You mentioned Tarantino, the director of that earlier, but yeah, there's Harvey Keitel, Scorsese on the left, and of course, um, De Niro. So yeah, I knew it was forgetting somebody um, who, who also became uh more famous later on um and all these guys girl so they got to be what in their late 70s all these cats and they had some nice physiques uh it's hard it's hard to believe these people are this young because they some they're old goats now you know but like all of all of us got to go to old goat land but um when i saw like look how young they were especially de niro man he was you know it's just so you know they're so old and old and decrepit now. <laughs> so it's just hard to picture them um this age well i I, i'll let you finish your your diatribe and then i'll tell you what i think okay i'm just looking at this like harvey keitel and the wife beater shirt and Mm -hmm. like this so he's the the, pimp like georgia say this is sport or matthew but this is jody's pimp uh iris's pimp in the movie yeah yeah and then the huggy bear (laughs) pimp hat yeah (laughs) And He's you know, remember the I remember the seventies. There were no we never wore any natural fabrics. Everything right. was like polyester. Everybody and... was funky. Mm-hmm. Sweat, <laughs> yeah. sweaty, sweaty, sweaty. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Sweaty things, sweaty bits, as the as the Brits like to say. It's sweaty bits. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Um, but this movie was. I, I see how it's very, it was very much an icon of a, of a movie. And, you know, the amazing thing about it was, even though it had four Academy Award nominations, didn't get any one of them because the big picture that year that it was up against was Rocky. And so Rocky mm. was the one that got Best Picture, and this one hmm. did not. That's a tough one because their both are iconic. 
if I w- if I was voting, I would have voted for this because I love Rocky, but I would have voted for this because it's just more my aesthetic, and I think it's I like I like more realism. Uh, I think Taxi Driver threw out a wide swath culturally more 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 than Rocky did, but that's just me. Well, you know, I thought this guy was such an amazing contradiction. He is a fascinating character because, you know, at times, you know, he, he moralizes himself and, and, he, and he sees himself as like this mm-hmm. do-gooder. And, but yet he visits these porn houses. And then on yeah. the other hand, he lifts these weights to build up his body. That's how he's got this physique. But yet he eats junk food and he pops these pills to stay awake. So I thought he was an interesting study in contrasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point, I'm going to um, share this tab right here because this term was not out, obviously, when this came out. Um, and, and go and see, those of you who haven't seen it, and, and if you know about Pulp Fiction or you know about... I told Georgia right before I got on, this this movie has influenced, like she, we were saying, so many things because I just started happening to look at this British crime drama from the 90s, early 90s, called Cracker, starting um, the late Robbie Coltrane. And he's a police profiler. That's when that was really popular back then. But anyway, Robert Carlyle, who we all know, and I'll, I'll put up, well, let me put up while so I'll come back to this. Um, is so, Let me just show you how this movie influenced um so many so many things so i just showed you de niro with the mohawk okay because after he gets rejected by and i hope i'm not giving it away but he does get yeah that ain't nothing that ain't nothing to give away you look at sybil shepherd bessie and travis bickle and you ain't got to guess what's gonna happen there but anyway it just starts, a, it's just a catalyst for more rage that's in him. She rejects him, you know, right, rightfully so, because it wasn't going to go anywhere. And, you know, when you bring a girl to a porno film on a first date, we tend not to like that. And if a girl does like that, guys, I don't know if you might want to keep her around, but that's a story for another day. Unless y'all both super freaks. You know, y'all might be, y'all might be nuclear uber freaks, but here we go. But my point is... uh. Robert Carlyle, this is a picture of him, and I'm going to mute it, but he, he something happens to him. So this got influenced, a uh, taxi driver influenced so many things. So something sets him off, and he literally goes and does a Travis Bickle and shaves his head. And Georgia, this was, it was meant for us to do Taxi Driver because I had not seen Cracker, this show. And this was the episode right before we did this. Isn't that crazy? So, um, yes. so look, this wow, is just so a little bit of it. Yeah, so he starts tripping. He goes and and uh, does this, and so go and look at Cracker. This is actually a really good show. It's you know it's kind of new to me, but um, and and then you'll see later on. He, I mean, he goes full <laughs> full Travis Bickle man, and uh, and so here he goes now, and there he is with the fatigues and stuff. I mean, it's almost the exact same outfit, and then he goes to this um this poor. Uh, Pakistani man's um, shop and sets it off and all this kind of stuff. So I mean, so he is Travis Bickle at this point, you know. So it's just so funny. But and, and but as you go on with the show, this uh, it kind of the Unabomber story into it. So go, go look at Cracker. All this is on YouTube. But um, anyway, I want to go back to the incel because that's what I kept going to um, when I saw 
now, seeing um seeing it now, taxi driver, and I know you didn't, but I kind of felt sorry for Travis Bickle, and I, and I still do. Um, so at Incel, a member of an online community of young men who consider themselves unable to attract women sexually, typically associated with views that are hostile toward women and men who are sexually active. Georgia, had you heard of this before? I yes, I had actually, um, but only just recently. Okay. Yeah. So- yeah, you do feel sorry for them, Moya. I mean, but I don't like the violence that they have towards women, though. Well, but notice Travis Bickle, he he didn't do anything to Betsy. You know, he didn't he didn't touch her or anything, uh, whatever. He he did something Betsy adjacent, and I, you alluded to it um, earlier on. You know, and I think maybe that was his way to get at Betsy and and her ilk. Um, you alluded to it with the politician, but um, I, and I, I'm, we're gonna wrap it up in a bit. But um, and there's a scene I was gonna show it, and I'm not gonna show it now. This movie is prophetic because. <laughs> Travis's first act of, and some people say it really wasn't vigilantism. I think it was, was in another store, a, a store of a foreigner in New York. And he, uh, he interacts with a robber. And then after that interaction, <laughs> the owner of the store comes around and starts beating. <laughs> and I'm not laughing at it, but it, Life imitated art because he started beating the man, the, the 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 robber on the ground with a pipe or whatever. And for those of you who've seen it, I was going to show it. You already know what I'm talking about. When this actually happened in real life, George, I got to show it. <laughs> I'm going to show it. Go for it. I'm just going to, and YouTube, the YouTuber, the YouTube um trolls, the YouTube people, what else? Why are you getting on me? And what else? You welcome to strike it or whatever. But, this, those of you, y'all know what I'm talking about when this happened. <laughs> this scene literally happened in Taxi Driver, guys. So I will mute it and just take a look at it. So those of you who are listening online, what I'm showing is <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this scene literally <laughs> happened <laughs> in Taxi Driver. And I almost died when I saw that. I almost died. So, Georgia, did, did it show up on the screen? No, it oh. hasn't. Oh, oh, maybe it wasn't. Doggone it. Let me go find it again. Oh, I thought I hit share. Um, you know, when the when the the people the store owner started beating up the robber, I <laughs> thought I was gonna die. I thought I was going to die because that actually happened and um and maybe it wasn't meant for me to show it. But go and look at <laughs> go and look at Taxi Driver. Then go and type in store owners beat robber. And I was like, oh man, these store owners, they sold taxi driver. <laughs> like <laughs> they were mad as hell and they weren't gonna take it anymore. And I fell out laughing. But guys, I love the movie, if you can't tell. Um I you know, you know, George and I, we have sometimes we, you know, it's fine that we can disagree, have a different aesthetic. Um, and that's that's fine as well. Uh, 
it just, it cracked me up. I, I love the movie. It was gritty. Y'all know I hate happy endings. I love more realistic movies. Um, I can see why it was such a great, great influence. Uh, Scorsese and De Niro, I know they have some new stuff out. Uh, I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix or one of them uh, streamers, um, streaming channels, Killers of the Flower Moon. So um, when those two get together, you're usually going to get a good product. Okay, so you really can't go wrong with those two. Um, but yeah, written by Paul Schrader, and he said it was in a dark time in his life. Duh. <laughs> and he come dumping all his darkness on us. I love it. I love this movie, and I was so happy to see it again. I'm sorry you didn't like it, Georgia. I, I will try to be more sensitive to your sensibilities <laughs> next time, ma'am. I really will. Well, Georgia, I'm going to let you have the last word. We're going to get on out of here. Yeah, well, you know, interestingly enough, you know, three years after this movie was released and um, the uh, attempted assassination of President Reagan occurred, mm -hmm. um, because of the publicity that was associated with this movie, Martin Scorsese considered quitting filmmaking oh, because of the bad publicity this movie got. However, I'm glad that he reconsidered and went on to do a lot of other great films. Yes. So, but but I am so glad, Moya, that we found or you, Moya, you deserve credit. You found reasons to make me laugh about this movie. <laughs> And it shouldn't be funny. And I mean, I can go on about the, this movie was so prophetic because now what we know about, I, I agree with you. I was triggered about the child sex trafficking of a 12. And this happens all the time. I used to be an abolitionist for uh, the sex trafficking. And, and it's not just girls, it's boys. And we know, um, unfortunately, what's going on in our country now with immigration. This is, this is a part of it. Don't you sit up here and try to make these platitudes about, oh, well, this is embracing. No, this is a part of it. And look at at, at Taxi Driver and, and try to view it through. Nothing has changed. It has gotten worse. That's the last thing I'm going to say. Unfortunately, it has gotten worse. I love that funky New York background. I love it as the setting, the backdrop wonderful it remind me of home bourbon street i said oh my gosh this is uh downtown manhattan and all that stuff that was no and, and on the different streets that's nothing more than bourbon street on steroids but i was asking my husband i said how come we didn't see that you know when we used to be down but you know you you're not if you're not into that stuff and i was really young i didn't know what i was looking at it, it always was there but i didn't know what it was but you know we but fat, last lastly you know in the 90s um, New York, and you know you love him or hate him, Rudy G. Um, he cleaned a lot of that up. So a lot of people don't know this New York, Georgia, this Manhattan and downtown New York. They don't know this. All they know is what they see now with the Lion King and Disney and Broadway. You have to go back and look at these type of movies. They're like time capsules to New York, and it, it was girl, it was it was Sodom and Gomorrah. It was just wild, but um. Thank y'all so much for watching and, and go look at uh, Taxi Drivers and let us know what you think. And coming up, our 100th episode. And who, is it, who is it featuring, Georgia? What is our movie? Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. So we are going from extreme. one and only, Betty. Yes, yes. We are going from extreme. So we got to get Betty for our 100th episode. We, yes, we just, did, we just did her with a stolen life. But we don't care. This is a channel dedicated to her and all those great Hollywood classic movies. So check us out next time. 
Uh, we will be live again. Let's look at our wonderful calendar. We will be live again on the 3rd with our 100-episode Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. Please be here with us. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Well, Georgia, is that it, honey girl? <laughs> That's it for me, Moya. <laughs> well, for How Betty Davis Save, don't forget, check out Taxi Driver. Hit us up on our social media, YouTube, Facebook, and don't forget to join us live next time on the 3rd of fe February for Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. Well, I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. You guys take care. Thank you for coming and hanging out with us. We do this all for you. Catch us next time. How Betty Davis Saved My Life. Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. And this was a lesson. This was a, a punch gut lesson. You guys take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>